Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's voice of reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Well, the rising cost of housing is a top concern among many Americans, especially first-time home buyers. Former President Trump uh, had proposed an interesting idea, a host of interesting ideas, actually, from flying cars to freedom cities. And it's an interesting thing to think about. And I think it falls in the category of within the parentheses of a crazy idea. uh, There often might be a good idea in there that might actually be possible. And to help us take a look and explore within those parentheses, Christian Britsky is an associate editor at Reason who covers property rights, housing policy, transportation policy, and regulation. And a great piece in Reason, Christian, uh, talking about this decent idea uh, buried within the the realms of President uh, Trump's uh, very crazy idea. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot to, a lot to unpack from uh, what uh, Trump has proposed, but um, he's not um, he's not wrong to uh, suggest that um, the federal government uh, his his basic idea is to uh, build or to charter new freedom cities, as he describes it, on federal lands. Um, and he's not wrong that there's a lot of federal land out there, and a lot of it should or could be repurposed for development, um, although he does have a rather top-down, government-involved means of making that happen. <laughs> yes, uh, as you described in your piece, it's kind of the build, baby, build, and until we have so many homes that the prices <laughs> will go down and everybody will have a house. It'll be it'll be great if the federal government can make all of that happen. Uh, but I want to dig in because you, you went at this in a great way in terms of looking at, okay, let's look at some of the reality components to this. I, I don't think anyone believes that uh, we're just going to build our way out of this. Uh, but there is uh, obviously a lot of federal land. Uh, w- those of us out here in the West uh, know that it, uh, the federal government controls vast swaths of land, big portion of uh, the state we live in, in here in Utah. Uh, but there are some things in there where you could look at it in a in a really interesting way that actually might be helpful. Yeah, sure. So, and in fact, uh, Utah, uh, one of Utah senators, uh, Senator Mike Lee, has a a proposal to. Um, allow the federal government to sell land to states and local governments, provided that they would be allowing a certain amount of housing on that new land. And I th- that would be really impactful in a lot of communities where the actual developed land immediately abuts um, undeveloped and land that can't be developed that's owned by the federal government. Uh, I mean, the best example of this is Las Vegas, where you there's a huge amount of land uh, owned and managed by the or managed by the uh, Bureau of Land Management to the point where you have suburban subdivisions completely surrounding just totally empty squares of land mm. uh, managed by BLM. Um, obviously, that that land uh, would be developed, but for its federal ownership, and so it's a great it would you know it's not serving any other environmental purpose or you know per, defense purpose or anything like that. Um, it's just kept off the market because the federal government owns it. So uh, Senator Lee has proposed uh, selling off that land and then using the land to improve national parks or water infrastructure. Um, it's the yeah the more reality grounded version of the uh, thing uh, former President Trump suggested. Um, and yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and really interesting. Uh, 
I think there's a, another component to that in terms of uh, just some of like we have here in, in Utah, we have some counties that you know 96 percent of the land is not taxable in their county uh, because the, the federal government controls that. Uh, and so having the ability to to turn that into something, we're not talking about, you know, putting oil wells underneath Delicate Arch or, you know, closing down a park and, and building a, a big uh, golf course and uh, resort community around it. Uh, but these are things that are a lot of this is just BLM land that, uh, as you pointed out in, in Nevada, uh, is just sitting there. And sometimes it's sitting in really weird places, not really doing any uh, specific purpose. Uh, so does there seem to be any traction or any kind of communication or, or uh, strategy going on in terms of is there a way to translate this into something that could actually happen? Well, so um – we introduced it in the last Congress in 2022, and it uh, they had it. They held a hearing on it, uh, but uh, BLM itself came out very strongly against it. Um, I mean, think for for the obvious reason that it manages this land and doesn't want to, you know, have its portfolio reduced. Um, and that opposition, or just whatever machinations in Congress, was enough to see it not go forward. Uh, Senator Lee hasn't introduced it uh again this congress um so it's at the at, at the moment it's not a live issue um but uh potentially in the future if um you know both you know it, it is interesting to see that at the federal level policymakers are more and more interested in this idea of uh you know how do we overcome restrictions on building uh this was you know president biden and his administration have talked a lot about this and you know, going after trying to find ways for the federal government to incentivize, uh, you know, zoning reform on the local level or helping states plan for more housing. And so in that context, it's it's possible to see an idea like this get more traction, but uh, remains to be seen. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to ask you about that, Doug. Again, looking at things more broadly, uh, obviously there is a lot of conversation going on, clearly going into a 2024 election cycle. Uh, and obviously, the especially for first-time home buyers uh, and so many, just uh, being able to, uh, to get a home in any way, shape, or form has become nearly impossible. Uh, does this become a, an issue that carries enough political weight? Uh, that uh, either the Democrats or the Republicans will say, look, this is something that needs to be part of whatever our agenda is of what we're for moving into 2024 uh, and actually changes the conversation about home prices and home availability. Um, Yes, I think so, uh, because this already happened in 2020. Surprisingly enough, housing became kind of a big issue um, in that election. Obviously, there was a lot going on. 
But if you remember Trump attacking Biden for, you know, wanting to uh, abolish the suburbs or whatever, um, that was downstream of Biden saying he would uh, bring back some of these uh, fair housing rules, uh, in part intended to, um, you know, maybe uh, overcome restrictive local regulations on uh, housing production. And Biden, his uh, administration or his uh, campaign having a bunch of policy platforms saying, you know, we're going to try to use the federal government uh, in good ways and bad to increase housing production. So it became a flashpoint in the 2020 election. I could see it becoming an issue in 2024 again. Um, The limitation on that is that at the end of the day, the federal government, while it could maybe sell, you know, could actually could play a role, uh, a bigger role in allowing more housing out west where it owns a lot of land. In general, it doesn't really have much of a say in most of the rules that prevent new housing getting built. That Those are state and local regulations. And so I think that's probably the one thing that prevents it becoming more of a, a national conversation within presidential elections in, the, in that context. Okay. Anything else you're watching for that may impact uh, the housing and the housing situation? Uh, I mean, the big thing right now is obviously high interest rates making it you know less affordable to – for builders to build and people to buy. Um, and so that is kind of the, the new thing at the moment that's making things unaffordable. Otherwise, in, in out west, actually, it's, it's quite interesting. There's a, a number of bills in Arizona and Oregon and Washington um, in Montana that would really pare back a lot of those restrictive zoning regulations. And so uh, it's uh, it looks like it will be a gangbusters year for uh, state-level housing reforms, and so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, great. Uh, Christian Britsky, Associate Editor at Reason, uh, always gives us great insight uh, into uh, all of these different perspectives in terms of property rights, transportation policy, housing, uh, and uh, Christian, uh, great piece and uh, great perspective as always. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. All right. Again, that's Christian Britsky from Reason, and it's so interesting. Uh, again, if you look at that, especially in places like Utah and Nevada, where the federal government does control such big swaths of land, uh, could that help to ease uh, the housing crisis and the housing challenges? It's a possibility. It's worth thinking about. Uh, And again, uh, if you look back to what the former president said, again, definitely these freedom uh, cities uh, was really within the parentheses of a crazy idea. But there's some things inside of that crazy idea uh, that I think worth exploring. And uh, hopefully that happens both at the federal level, but also at the local level as well. So we can ease that housing pressure and crisis uh, and uh, change the dynamic in that conversation. All right, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, some final thoughts on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.